A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> Thanks. So. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the full court press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, AJ, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric France and Andre Salveson. He is uh, not here, so it's me flying solo. Andre's got other duties tonight. But a lot to get through here on the Full Court Press today. Recapping that uh, big Aggie victory last night. Some great Spectrum magic. Got some uh, a lot of different contributors. That was awesome. Great game for Utah State. This team is playing at a different level uh, than they were uh, about a month ago. But um, we'll, we'll get into some of that. We'll hear from Coach Odom, some of his reactions to it. Also from the players as well, get their perspective on What's what's different now? You had three straight blowout games in conference play. One of those was against against or was against uh, top tier talent, uh, one of the the upper class of the conference, and then these last two, not so much, but still, the way they're taking care of business has been fun. So we'll get into that, and of course, the big news today: National Letter of Intent signing day for college football and uh coach Blake Anderson uh, broke it down talked about uh his team and what his the, the future looks like there uh for the upcoming uh seasons for the Aggies and uh definitely an emphasis for um on uh, what's going on with uh, high school athletics and the high school uh, athletes I should say uh, there was uh, not so much an emphasis in the transfer portal this time around like when he first showed up. And he, he talks about that. He addresses that. And it makes sense. You know, they're trying to build a program. And uh, when he first got here, he wasn't quite sure the, the lay of the land and what was going on and uh, you know how to uh, really what the recruiting territories were like and things like that. So we'll... Uh, Interesting to hear his comments on that. And also today, um, Nash, or the name image likeness, there's NLI, National Letter of Intent, and then there's NIL, name image and likeness. Uh, have fun keeping that straight. But um, Coach Anderson addressed that, and a couple other notable coaches in, in uh, college football addressed that today on how it's affecting recruiting and how it's affecting athletics. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's just the tip of the iceberg. I think uh, 
it's going to get more and more interesting as we go. But some were more animated than others, but we'll get into that. Uh, if you want to see the recruiting class for this uh, this 2022 season for Coach Anderson and his staff, uh, that is all available right now on CashValleyDaily.com. If you don't want to bother, uh, listen to me segment some of these uh, quotes from Coach Anderson. We do have uh, that full uh, audio available about a little over 30 minutes from Blake Anderson earlier today. That's on our website, 106.9 The Fan. But uh, all in all, 33 total players. I, I, I cannot think of a time when I have seen Utah State have 33 signees, and they're not done. There may be a few more that get added, and he addressed that with the departure of one specific player in one specific position. But, um, wow, uh, we'll get into all the numbers and uh, who these guys are, where they come from, and how they can impact the team. Always love to hear from you as well here on the Full Court Press. The Guild Mortgage text line is open. It's uh, ready to go, 435-339-0321 if you want to uh, chime in. And 5338 already on the uh, – on the text, I'll give you $100,000 to take the show, signed Stephen Ross. Uh, I'll, ta- I'll take that. Uh, I mean, you, any day you tune in, you may think that I am taking the show, whether it's intentional or not. But uh, if there's $100,000 to come with it, I'll take it. Oh, my gosh. So crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into a little bit more of that as, as well because that certainly has been going he, – he, he finally, Brian Flores finally made himself available uh, to the media to address some of these uh, questions and allegations. Some of it, I, I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around some of it, that um, the, the complete allegations of racism, I think there are problems when you have something like the Rooney Rule where you, you're forced to have a certain requirement uh, in your hiring process. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we see something to some degree in the broadcast industry, where if you see somebody that you want to hire, you can't just go and recruit them and say, "Come and work for us." You have to do this whole big uh, you know, information campaign, let all these people know that you have a position open. But if you're you're trying to recruit one specific person, you still have to put the word out about. Uh, your job openings. And so people will submit their resumes and reach out to you to be interviewed. And we still take a look at those because there may be op- other opportunities in the business. But it's the Rooney Rule is very similar to what we face every day in the broadcast industry where we're federally regulated by the FCC. And people in Washington, D.C. want to make sure that they are watching all of our little moves that we we make uh, because they can, and so one of those things is they feel like they ha- they need a say or at least need to keep an eye on our hiring practices, and you know we we follow the rules, we do what we're supposed to do, uh, but it does make it challenging sometimes. I'm not saying this is a problem all the time for us because we we find great people, uh, letting the, the public know you know when we have an opening. But if you specifically want to go after somebody, whether they are a great salesperson or a great on-air talent or maybe even somebody has engineering skills, whatever, we can't just say, hey, why don't you come work for us? Now, if you 
work in any other business, you can just go recruit and hire somebody that you feel like fits what you need to do and go after their skill set and recruit them to come to work for you. Well, we, we can't do that. We have to do this mass dissemination. And so people submit their resumes, and sometimes it, we look at them, but they go in a drawer because we already have the person that we want and because of what they can do. So with the Rooney Rule, sometimes it creates a, a similar situation where they they have someone that they want to go after. You've seen this coach somewhere else. Either he was in college or he was at another football team in the NFL. Maybe he was a up-and-coming uh, coordinator that you've kept your eye on, and you really want him because of the culture, the experience, whatever, but you still have to go through a process of, of interviewing other people. Now, I, I think that it does serve some purpose or at least gets these, these coaches in the room and opportunities to get to know upper management, upper level, and, and uh, it can open future doors. But it also creates these opportunities, what has happened with Brian Flores, where he says that things he was interviewed at, at Denver where they were just checking a box to say, yep, we took care of it. We, hired, we interviewed a minority coach. And in, in uh, New York, they already had their guy committed. They already knew who they were going to hire, but they still had to interview Brian Flores. So it does create issues. Problem is, though, with, with New York and his claims, the Giants actually interviewed other minority coaches before uh, uh, Debo, uh, Dabo. So they had already kind of made up their mind. Um, no, they hadn't made up their mind. They were already interviewing other people, and Flores was just a little bit later down the list. So some of his claims, the more I'm looking at it, I, I don't – I just am not buying the the racial stuff as much, but uh, certainly with the, the tanking, with the tampering, there there are there are a lot of things to it um, that uh, absolutely need to be investigated. Can the NFL do better about providing opportunities for multiple people and minorities? Yes, absolutely. But um, I, I'll be really interested to see how this continues to play out. I also think it's silly that. Just a few hours after these allegations dropped, the NFL apparently reviewed all of the documents and did their own interviews to say that the allegations were without merit. Rather than saying, we will take a look at these allegations and we take them seriously and we're going to see what comes of it. So either they've already caught wind of what was going on and were prepared with their own statement or uh, they're just in the, up in the night. Anyway. I'm not going to take $100,000 to thank the show, but you can send me $100,000 and maybe I'll pretend. Uh, today, big day for Utah State Athletics, uh, recapping what happened with the uh, basketball game last night. Uh, good win over Air Force. Uh, Jake Ellis has a great recap of that on CashValleyDaily.com. Really balanced effort, again, by the Aggies. And uh, continue to see some great individual performances but uh, it's a, it's once again a more of a balanced approach with how they're uh, how they're beating teams right now, and how they're taking care of business in conference play, and certainly a little bit of revenge on the mind after what happened last time they played Air Force, and one of their worst shooting performances ever, uh, certainly of this season, but uh, rebounded in a big way, and uh, had a great game. And we'll, we'll get to some of that audio. Uh, a little bit later on here in the show. But uh, first and foremost, 
letter of intent signing day for college football. And for the Aggies, look, good day, very busy day. As mentioned, 33 commitments uh, for for, uh, Blake Anderson and his football coaching staff. And the, the majority of it is high school, 23 high school athletes. Uh, there were some uh, transfers. There were seven four-year transfers, two JC guys. Uh, one is just coming back from the mission. But uh, according to 247sports.com, uh, Utah State ranked as the fourth best in the Mountain West. And uh, 26 of the 33 are three-star recruits. Uh, four of those are four-star recruits uh, at, uh, during their careers at some point. So really exciting uh, day and uh, era, really, for Utah State football. And we've been hearing about this in the early signing period. We saw some exciting things. And then leading up to today, we would hear about others being added uh, here and there. But uh, for for Coach Anderson, uh, big day for his football program. And, you know, you can always uh, – I, I appreciate Coach Anderson and his honesty – you know, some coaches will say, we got everybody we wanted. It's a great day for the future of our program. But we know that's that, that first statement's not true. You, you never get everybody you want. And um, sometimes you get some surprises that stick with you, and others say they will, and then they end up not uh, sticking with you. But uh, Coach Anderson addressed the media earlier today just some of his opening remarks about this recruiting class, just how big it is, and addressing the needs for his football team going forward. Hope everybody's doing good today. Uh, signing day, 2022. This um, the whole environment of signing day has changed a lot over the last few years. So it seems a little anticlimactic today that we're finishing up the class when the bulk of the work was done in that December signing class. With us being in LA at the time, we didn't spend a lot of time talking about it, preparing for a game. Uh, but um, but over the break. Uh, that early Sunday and over the break, we did we did most of the work. We did add some guys today to finalize the class. Uh, those being high school guys, a uh, handful of them, obviously from the state of Utah, which is good. I think total, all total, fourteen guys from the state of Utah, which is definitely where we want to start. We want to start at home. We want to work away from there. Um, you know, ten transfers, uh, eight of those being. Uh, from other four-year schools, two of those being from junior colleges to round out kind of the veteran group of the class. And there are three guys in the class that will sign and and, um, and will go on mission, so we'll get those guys back in a couple of years uh, when, when they're done. And I think all told, somewhere around 30 guys from, from beginning to end, when you look at December, mid-year transfers, guys that we signed, those that will go off and go on on emissions as well, probably 30 or so guys. And we may not be completely done. Uh, there may be a couple guys, even some preferred walk-on guys that'll that'll trickle in. That's a big part of the class. It doesn't go, get talked about a whole lot. Uh, those guys will, will factor in. Good part about what we did is we added 15 bodies to the spring roster. And, that, you know, that is guys that we'll get to work with all spring, go through spring ball, really understand what we're doing. That's always a big, big key. And to be able to bring in a, a handful of early high school players, but then also add uh, the the eight four-year transfers and the two JC transfers and have them all on campus at this point, being able to go through spring it is huge for us. Um, they come in at key positions where we lost really good players. 
I'm not sure that any particular one guy is going to replace another, but it adds guys with experience at positions where we know we're le- you know we're losing some key players. And so when you start looking at the list, guys like Gervin Hall and Anthony Switzer, MJ and Cobb and, and a handful of those guys come in, and really the work for them is to come in and step in and fill a gap where a veteran player that that contributed a lot of snaps leaves. And, and the ability to get them here and really spend time with them is a huge part. Didn't plan on taking three quarterbacks in the in the outset of this. Planned on taking two, with um, with Andrew Peasley deciding to look for other opportunities. Uh, didn't want to be a backup. Understood the, the the dynamic of staying here with Logan Bonner having another season. When he decided to leave, we did then look for a transfer and we traded spots with Wyoming. Not what what any of us I think saw coming. We take Levi. They take Peasley. And we're excited about what Levi can bring to the table. We saw him in person, unfortunately, in one of the losses this year. Thought he was really poised. Uh, thought he did a, a great job of manipulating their offense and getting them in good plays. He's shown a, a really high football IQ. And as any, if anybody watched the bowl game saw, he, he can he can move the chains with his feet. Uh, ended up being the MVP of the bowl game. So feel like um, we didn't want Pisa to leave. We made it very clear. He chose to leave to, to get on the field quicker, I think. And Levi is a great addition to the room to go with the two high school kids that we're bringing in and both Chase and Bishop, guys that will develop. Uh, but but uh, not what we planned, but it's where we finished. And I think it was necessary based off of uh, the loss of Peasley. Beyond that, uh, you know, it's um, every every signing class looks great on paper. Uh, we, we, we evaluated every guy, saw a lot of them in camp, <clears throat> had them all on campus at some point. I feel like attitude-wise and personality-wise, character-wise, they fit the culture here. Physically, they fit the needs. We just got to develop them. We'll find out, like everybody here in about two or three years, if this class was really good or not. And, and that's always the challenge. But and pleased with what we did and how we filled the gaps. Now we just got to go to work with them and, and get them on the field. So, so yeah, so there's Blake Anderson with his opening uh, remarks about the recruiting class for this year, for 2022. A couple of big things stand out there about uh, the emphasis on high school uh, recruits, uh, the, uh, the, the the transfers, the four-year transfers, the junior college uh, transfers as well, and some returning from missions. But also probably one of the bigger things there is that 15 in this class are on campus right now. And some of those include high school, early graduating high school students who are able to join the team now in, in January and get involved with the weightlifting, get involved with the nutrition, get involved with film study. And so that uh, when it comes time for those organized spring practices, which uh, happen in March, then uh, it's really going to help with their development. Because a program like Utah State, like it, it really needs that development time. And you, you can't play the, the, the portal game forever uh, at Utah State. In fact, uh, Coach Anderson did address that um, and uh, talking about uh, you know the, the, the portal and things like that. And uh, one of the things that he uh, addressed is that uh, it, it is needed. There are still opportunities to do that. And uh, what, what he did go after, kind of, a, I guess, a point of emphasis in the portal this year was on defense. Well, when you watch the tape, the tape kind of speaks for itself. I mean, Gervin's got, I don't know, 30 starts or I don't know. He's played in almost 40 games at the ACC. And when you watch the tape, played at a high level, played for Coach Banda, 
in this system. The terminology is the same. Coach Banda recruited him personally, had him in his room every day personally. He had a ton of places he could have gone. When he chose to leave, he had a ton of opportunity. He wanted to play for Coach Banda in this system. He's got one year to get it right, and this was his choice. Everything about it tells you he can come in and be one of the best safeties in the league, uh, if not the best safety. I mean, he's tremendously skilled. Andy Switzer played for me and Coach Premsky as a freshman. We recruited him. We trained him. We know how much he loves ball. We know how he works. And clearly, he's walked in and knows what to expect from us. Those are easy decisions. You know, the other guys, Brian Cobbs, Coach Tuck was involved in recruiting him out of high school, saw him, has intimate knowledge of him. Xavier, you know, my conversations and my relationship with Holman Wiggins and the guys there at Bama, you know, gave us great insight on him. MJ, uh, both coaches here and his high school coaches, there's a lot of familiarity with him and watching his tape. It speaks for itself, but when you meet these guys and you get to know them, not only does the physical matchup, but the the attitude and the energy that they bring to the table, the personalities they bring to the table fit this program. Blue-collar, hardworking, underdog mentality, they all fit it really, really well. And to me, that tells you they're going to have a chance to succeed. Um, I mean, we evaluate them all the same and, and try to find guys that fit us the best. And I think I think these guys do. And what I've seen in the first few weeks of offseason is that we, we made good decisions on these guys in, in terms of – how they look running up and down the field in all-season work, but also the personalities that they've brought to the table already are making immediate impacts. Pretty exciting stuff for Utah State. And we'll get into you, – you heard him mention some of the transfers and, uh, and what they can do. Gervin Hall, Jr., uh, was a safety at Miami, a three-star recruit uh, as a four-year transfer. Spent four years there at Miami, uh, played in 43 games. 18 starts. Um, so, um, look, this is a talented player, six feet tall, good size. And uh, some of the others that uh, are he mentioned, we'll get into a little bit more. Uh, some of the uh, big wide receiver names in this group are uh, uh, some big transfers too, one from Maryland and one from Z- uh, Alabama. And he mentioned Xavier. And we'll get into that because there's a question about his health as he – he wasn't able to participate with with the team. Looked like he was starting to get involved. He caught some passes in the uh, college football playoff and, uh, and was involved in their offense, and then he got hurt, and then he wasn't available, and then he eventually left the team. But how is he doing now? Coach Anderson did address that, a few other things as well, and the emphasis on uh, high school players. And really there's some good local names on this list as well and a few others that uh, are going to be added as preferred walk-ons. And so we'll update you on all of that. You can see more details right now on CashValleyDaily.com. But we'll hear more from Coach Anderson and uh, some other coaches about uh, name image likeness and how that's affecting recruiting. Uh, that's all coming up here on the Full Court Press. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. 
Cold weather is here. Let the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah's fireplace category help you update your home with Heat and Glow's full line of gas or wood-burning products. Building a new home? Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove design and install your fireplace. From traditional to modern, Heat and Glow has something for every design and every budget. Install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come. Stop by at their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Are you ready for Valentine's kisses and wishes? It's time to make your Valentine's Day reservation for the Sweethearts Buffet at the Riverwoods Conference Center on Saturday, February 12th. Experience a fun night of live music and a delicious selection of carving station entrees that include garlic rosemary prime rib, cherry smoked pork loin, and herb roasted turkey. It wouldn't be Valentine's without a decadent dessert bar filled with all your favorite dreamy sweets. Now as for the kisses, better make your reservation today. Riverwoods Conference Center. Call 750-5151. Express your love for her this Valentine's Day by presenting a piece of diamond jewelry from S.E. Needham Jewelers. Diamond jewelry makes a woman feel cherished. A pair of beautiful diamond earrings will add to the sparkle in her eyes. Adorned in diamond earrings, she will feel elegant and appreciated. Choose from a large selection of quality diamond earrings, all specially priced for Valentine's Day. Remember, diamonds from S.E. Needham's will be noticed from across the room and everyone will know she's yours. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here on a Wednesday, 2-2-22. I don't know if you're into numbers or anything. I don't even know what that means, but it just sounds cool. Groundhog Day. It's a great movie. Uh, we talked about it the other day. When it was uh, kind of a, an example of what was going on with the Utah State basketball team. And maybe we can take that even further because in the movie... Uh, the main character, right, Bill Murray, he, his character kind of changes his attitude, changes a few things in his life, and uh, until he gets it right, he's kind of stuck in that uh, time loop. But then he does get it right, becomes a different person, and uh, he escapes it and becomes better. So there we go. Utah State's escaped their problem that they had with basketball, and now they're winning games. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get more into basketball a little bit later on here in the Full Court Press. Uh, Guild Mortgage text line if you want to weigh in, 435-339-0321. Uh, this one from 2305. FYI, if you could please let us know who are just listening and don't have access to a computer right now, where these guys are from or what college they attended or what high school or state they're from. That's kind of interesting to know when talking about recruiting. Okay, I can do that. For if you, as long as you all bear with me, because as I stated, this is a long list. Thirty-three total players. Twenty-three of them are high school athletes. Seven four-year starters, uh, transfers, I should say. Uh, two JC uh, players in there. Um, Utah, the state of Utah was a, the biggest group uh, that uh, responsible for this class. Fourteen. Um, or uh, I should say, sorry, that number is not correct. The number I was looking for, uh, where did it go? I lost my number. Anyway, there's a, a good number from the state of Utah, uh, 14. Oh, there it is. Yes, the state of Utah produced 14 
signees, five from California and Texas. But uh, I'll, I'll get through some of these, and uh, so bear with me on some because it's a it's a long list. So we'll go through the names, where they're from, their position that they're recruited uh, to play, and then we'll hear more from Coach Anderson. And I want to go to his comments about recruiting high school because there is a huge group here, and it's in stark contrast to the recruiting class of a year ago. Uh, so Max Alford, and these are alphabetical, so it's – that's, we'll just go with that and make it easier. Max Alford, linebacker at Park City. Uh, he did uh, have an injury for a good chunk of his senior season, but um, he, his uncle, his grandfather, coached in college. He's got an uncle that played in the NFL. Uh, his, uh, uh, he's got um, brothers who play at Montana. So it's definitely a football family for Max Alford at Park City and uh, recruited to play linebacker at Utah State. Uh, Sako um, Ulafipo is a, a safety, 5'10 safety from uh, Henderson, Nevada. Went to Liberty High School. He's a freshman, three-star prospect. James uh, Aloisio, he's an offensive lineman, six foot four out of Provo. Went to Tempview High School. He has a cousin that played football at Linfield College. He is going to serve a mission before enrolling, so that's a, a delayed signing there. He's a three-star recruit by ESPN, Rivals, and 24-7 Sports. Uh, Teague Anderson, offensive lineman from Lehigh High School, six foot five, and uh, he's the son of Jason Anderson, who played football at BYU and then spent four years in the NFL and so the, and that this you'll hear more of that, actually. There's quite a few players. I don't know if I'd say quite a few, but there's a good number of players in this recruiting class who have family who not only played collegiately but also played in the NFL. So it's definitely in their blood. Uh, Kyle Baker, local grown, tight end, six foot four from Green Canyon High School. And uh, his, uh, his brother played... Football at BYU, but uh, again, he was a great player at uh, Green Canyon. Great tight end for the uh, for the for the Wolves. Uh, Robert Briggs, he's a five foot seven running back from Bellevue, uh, excuse me, Belleville, Texas. Three star recruit from twenty four seven Sports. And uh, Brian Cobbs, he's a six foot two wide receiver transfer from uh, from Maryland, originally from Virginia. But um, this is going to be an exciting hire, or not hire, in addition to Utah State. His brother, Michael, plays football at uh, James Madison. Um, his uh, father played at Penn State, won some national titles there, played a couple of seasons in the NFL, and uh, he's coming with a lot of experience to USU. Uh, Tavian Coleman, he's a defensive tackle, six foot two, a JC transfer from uh, Trinity Valley Community College, originally from Humble, Texas, and uh, Bishop Davenport, quarterback out of Spring, Texas. He's six foot one, hundred ninety pounds, three-star recruit. He was uh, his district's co-offensive MVP, first-team quarterback as a prep senior. Uh, you have Jordan Drew, six-foot cornerback from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, and uh, he was also a three-star recruit regarded as the 15th best player in the state of Oklahoma. 
Uh, Paul Fitzgerald, he's a six foot three defensive end from Idaho Falls. He played at Thunder Ridge High School and um, has a, a brother who played basketball, excuse me, a cousin who played basketball at BYU. Uh, but uh, he was a three-star prospect, fourth-best overall recruit in the state of Idaho. Uh, Lofa Fonoti Maiki, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, Fonoi Maikui, sorry if I mispronounced that, but uh, he's a six-foot-three linebacker out of Layton. Uh, played at Northridge High School. Uh, Daniel, uh, uh, sorry, some of these names, Greshik. He was a he's a defensive end transfer from Nevada, six foot one. He's a junior, originally from Los Angeles, but he comes to Utah State after spending four years at Nevada. Still has another year to play. And uh, Gervin Hall, this is one that you heard Coach Anderson mention. He's a safety, six foot safety. Spent time at Miami, and um, he uh, is transferring to Utah State. Uh, Kawasi Hansen, a six foot five offensive lineman from Harriman, and he will serve a mission before enrolling at Utah State. Uh, his brother played football at Nevada, and uh, Malachi Keels, six foot two wide receiver from California, uh, Escondido, California, played at Orange Glen High School, earned first team All League honors both the junior and senior, and uh, big body. Uh, six foot, two hundred ninety pounds. Uh, Waylon Lapuahu, six foot four offensive lineman from Bingham High School. He is uh, currently enrolled now. Um, he is uh, the cousin of USU defensive line coach Al Lapuahu. Uh, Riker Lotulele, a six foot two linebacker out of West High School. That name does sound familiar. His cousin Star Lotulele played at Utah and in his ninth season in the NFL. And uh, he's coming. His brother Hunter is a freshman right now at Utah. But um, Riker will be joining the Aggies uh, after he serves a two-year mission. Uh, Enoku um, Mingo uh, is a six-foot-five defensive end from Chaparral High School in Temecula, California. So definitely a lot of size in this recruiting class on both the offensive and defensive lines for Utah State. Uh, another one, Sioni. Tavo Motuapuaka. He's a six foot five offensive lineman. Uh, his brother is Hale, who's at Utah State right now. So Sione Tavo Motuapuaka, six foot five offensive lineman from Hawaii, joining the Aggies, joining his brother on the roster. Austin uh, Okrua, he's a six foot two wide receiver out of Skyline High School in Salt Lake. And he's going to be joining uh, the Aggies. Bronson Oliveo, he's a six foot one defensive back from Highland High School, coming to Utah State. Bryce Radford, another one of the uh, um, yeah, uh, uh, local grown Aggies, uh, six foot six offensive lineman from Green Canyon, uh, joining Utah State. Uh, his dad played at USU in the uh, mid nineties. Uh, by the way, forgot to mention this with uh, Bronson Oliveo. Um, he has served a mission, and so he uh, will be. He is back, and he has just enrolled for this uh, spring semester. So he is just coming back from a mission. Uh, so Jet Solomon is a six-foot senior from Las Vegas, Nevada, with the Desert Pines High School. Uh, Anthony Switzer, six-foot linebacker 
from Marion, Arkansas. So he went to Arkansas State. Coach uh, Anderson mentioned him earlier, that he knows him, recruited him, played on his team and before, and now he is transferring to Utah State and going to be part of the Aggies. And uh, uh, he has uh, enrolled already, so he'll be available this spring. Uh, MJ Tafisi is a six-foot linebacker from uh, West Jordan. Went to Alta High School originally, but then went to Washington. So he's another one of the transfers. And uh, so he went to play for the Huskies, spent four seasons there, appeared in 22 games, and uh, is going to be transferring to help out the Aggies with their linebacker core. Adam uh, Tomchek, uh, he's a six foot four defensive tackle from Los Alamitos, California, and that's where he also went to high school. A three-star recruit, helped lead uh, his team to a 9-2 overall record as a senior. And uh, so he'll be coming to uh, to USU. Uh, Chase uh, Tuatangaloa, he's a six foot four quarterback out of Orem High School, and uh, one of three children. And uh, he was a three three star recruit that considered the number forty three prospect out of Utah overall, according to ESPN. Uh, but played both quarterback and tight end. Originally was at Bingham and then transferred to Orem, and uh, helped. Helped the Tigers capture back-to-back 5A state titles as a sophomore and junior. Uh, Tom Turpin, six-foot-four defensive end out of Washington Terrace, who went to Bonneville High School, was the Region Five Defensive MVP, uh, All-State uh, honorable mention, All-State honors following his senior season. Uh, his dad played at uh, at BYU. Both of his brothers played at Snow College, so a lot of football in that family. Terrell Vaughn is a junior college transfer from Ventura College, a junior college, 5'10", wide receiver coming to Utah State. Um, Josh Williams, 6'2", linebacker from Mesquite, uh, Texas, went to Mesquite High School, and uh, he'll be coming to Utah State. Levi Williams, he was the uh, MVP of uh, the Wyoming's bowl game, the quarterback, 6'5", 225-pound quarterback at Wyoming, Coming to Utah State, they made it very clear what his position would be. Coach Anderson does uh, talk about that. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But he's coming. He's already enrolled uh, right now, majoring in journalism. Uh, Xavier Williams, another highly regarded and uh, people wondering about this uh, wide receiver, six foot one wide receiver out of Alabama, who was uh, highly recruited uh, out of high school and then has had some, had some issues. Uh, injury-wise and just getting into the rotation at Alabama. But Coach says he is healthy and ready to go, and he is enrolled and uh, part of the Utah State football program. So uh, excited to see what that looks like as that uh, group of wide receivers for USU. So there you have it. That's the list. That's a long one. Uh, It's a mix of high school, junior college, and transfers, but uh, definitely a high school focus in that group. And so uh, coming up on the other side of this timeout, we'll get some comments from Coach Anderson about recruiting local kids, uh, local players, and recruiting high school and uh, the state of Utah and how that's uh, just the recruiting pattern changed this year for his football staff and what that looked like. And now we see what the results were of that. So that's coming up next here in the Full Court Press. If you want to weigh in, any questions uh, about these uh, recruits for Utah State, uh, feel free to chime in on the Gilded Markets text line or go check it out on CashValleyDaily.com.
Cash Valley is absolutely beautiful. It's always fun to be outdoors. And now is the time to let the allergy clinic inside the Cash Valley Hospital help with venom testing for spring and summer. The allergy clinic offers testing and treatment to life-threatening stings from honeybees, yellow jackets, white-faced hornets, yellow hornets, and wasps. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cash Valley a full-time allergy clinic in two locations, Providence and inside the Cash Valley Hospital. The allergy clinic accepts most insurances, including Select Med. Call the allergy clinic at 753-7880. Don't know about you, but I adore my dog, Winston. However, I don't adore the occasional accident. This is Dow with ChemDry of Northern Utah. With ChemDry's specially formulated pet urine removal treatment, we'll help take care of those unsightly pet stains and odors. Even severely damaged carpets can be saved with ChemDry's revolutionary methods. Pets are part of the family too, so until we can learn to potty train them, calling us is the next best option. ChemDry of Northern Utah's pet urine removal treatment. Chem Dry of Northern Utah. Chem Dry of Northern Utah. 435-752-6100. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson. Tanaji Salveson. I will hurt somebody's feelings. There's a national narrative in the NBA that if you become a star, you feel discontent if you're in a small or medium market. And that exists really only in the NBA. Kevin Durant was able to win and get to the NBA Finals in Oklahoma City. We had to continue to pile on and make him believe that he could only find satisfaction if he left to go to a major market. Weekdays from 4 to 6, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We are talking with Jeff at Daryl's Appliance. Why does Northern Utah choose Daryl's when they need to repair their appliances? Our customers trust us to get the job done right. We have been repairing appliances for over 52 years. We also have our under one roof loyalty program where we discount the trip charge when you decide to buy new instead of the repair. Plus, our service calls and parts are guaranteed. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open till 6 p.m. on weekdays and 5 on Saturdays. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. Medicare has lots of rules and regulations. If you're turning 65, preparing to retire, or have delayed Medicare, we can help. We can help you understand all the fine print and give you peace of mind. Let us help each step of the way to ensure you have the coverage you need. For more information, call 752-9493 or go to lssins.com. We are here to help. We have decades of experience and there is no cost to work with us. Call 752-9493. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here. Thank you for tuning in wherever you may be, however you're listening, whether it's on our mobile app, 106.9 The Fan mobile app, streaming online, 106.9thefan.com, on your radio on 106.9 FM or even 1390 AM, or maybe even if it's on a podcast. Thank you for tuning in and making us part of your day. We really do appreciate it. You guys are awesome. You make it a lot of fun to be here and uh, talk about what's going on in in sports locally, but also some opinions about what's going on nationally as well. 435-339-0321. If you want to weigh in and chime in on our Guild Mortgage text line, uh, 2305. Thanks for taking the time to give us as much information as you did regarding the recruiting class as uh, appreciated. You're, you're welcome, 2305. I understand. Some of you are out and about, and you don't have uh, the means of 
pull up your smartphone or get to a desktop or a laptop and uh, pull up to see who these guys are and uh, read the list and read their bios. I just remind you of that so you can go back. It will be there for eons <laughs> as it's uh, now online forever. And uh, you can go and read who these guys are and uh, their backgrounds. And it's really interesting. And I didn't go through all of them, but there are a number of them. A number of these guys coming to Utah State who have football in their family where either siblings playing at collegiate football, uh, their fathers played. Some even had, there's some even a third generation uh, college football player. And uh, some have had their fathers and even grandfathers play in the NFL. So it's a deep recruiting class. It's a diverse recruiting class. Yes, it is heavy on high school. There is a good emphasis in Utah, which is great. But I think that's good. I think it's important. Uh, but I don't think it should be the end-all, be-all. And I've contended this. And some of you have disagreed with me. But I've contended that if you've got a good recruiting class, if you've got a good team that's winning on the football field, do we really care where they come from? It does matter if there's a local connection, they understand the culture, they understand the history, they understand what's on the line with, with some of these games. If they're all from out of the area, some of the regional games don't mean anything to them, and I, I get that. Uh, but it is nice to have that homegrown flavor for your local football team. And there is that. Uh, a couple of kids from Green Canyon are on this list. Uh by following social media the last few days, have also come to to uh, learn that Noah White and Will Booth, two great players at Ridgeline High School, championship players at the high school level, are coming to Utah State as preferred walk-ons. So it's great to have that local flavor with what's going on. And so Coach Anderson addressed that a little bit about getting out and really having an emphasis at the high school level this year in recruiting? You know, a year ago, probably the biggest decision for us, and, and I probably me more than anybody, is I learned from my first class at Arkansas State, you can make some mistakes very quickly. If you come in and you panic and you rush um, without really understanding the footprint, then, then you can make a lot of decisions, make bad decisions, quick decisions, and bring guys in the program that you're not completely sure about and then you look up two or three years down the road and there are problems in the locker room or they just don't fit the culture. So we want to be very patient. Uh, we, we didn't know the footprint at all. And we felt like that if we'd have jumped into the footprint and jumped into the state and started trying to catch up in the state in a short period of time, there's likely we'd make a lot of bad decisions. We knew or had at least fairly intimate information on most of the transfers that we brought in. A lot of them have played for us. We'd recruited them. We'd coached them. We had relationships with them. We also knew on watching tape that there were some concerns and some needs. So I felt like that going the transfer route, heavy transfer route a year ago was in our best interest. It clearly played out on the field. Those guys contributed and helped us to win games. But we don't want to go all transfers at any point. We want to stay balanced. We want to build a foundation so this place is good for years and years to come. You have to do a good job of building that from the ground up with young guys that you can develop. And then you need to balance that and fill in where you need to with transfers. So I, we're going to probably be in the 
60, 40 range, high school to transfer. I mean, that's the, that's the environment we're in. That's the culture of college football, uh, the transfer portal and the NIL and all the things that go with it. That's what it's created. We've got to be successful in that dynamic, in that environment. And that's not the same as it was, you know, two, three, four, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, so I think we maneuvered it really well a year ago. You see kind of our, our formula uh, in that 60-40 range. We're not done. We are holding some spots coming out of spring ball for other transfers if needed. Uh, so you may see a few more added over the course of the summer. But I think this is a good picture of what a signing class should look like in terms of ratio, high school, transfer, JUCO. Uh, I think this is a good look at what you should see from us in coming years. Very balanced look for Utah State in how this recruiting class has come together. Offensively, defensively, it's about a 50-50 split and addresses immediate needs, but also grabs players that can be developed for the future. So really, I'm really excited about this class, about how it's come together and what their backgrounds are and how they uh, what they've done before coming here. But it all looks great on paper. Every recruiting day looks like the best ever for the future of the program until they get into the into the locker room and mesh with their teammates and the coaches and the community. That's when we really start to see how they separate and how they develop and as much as what's between the years, as much as uh, the, the muscles on the frame, so to speak. So uh, interesting comments there from Coach Anderson. A lot more from Coach we'll get to. Uh, coaches, some notable coaches around the country kind of got feisty uh, about uh, name image likeness and how that's affecting uh, and the, the transfer portal and everything and how that's affecting recruiting and how it's definitely entering into a new era. Coach Anderson addressed some of that as well. We'll get to that. We'll talk about the Utah State basketball win last night, a big one. And uh, just the way that they played, the way that they're playing right now overall, we'll hear comments from Coach Odom and from some of his players. And as always, the text line is open for you to chime in as well. 435 339 0321 right here on the Full Court Press. This is Ryan at My Mattress. My wife and I were laughing the other day because she read an article about things not to buy online. The first thing was prom dresses. Dresses advertised versus dresses delivered. Needless to say, what people thought they were getting is not what they got. It's much the same with mattresses. Almost always, buying a mattress online ends in buyers being let down. At My Mattress, we try to always exceed expectations. Lower prices than online and better beds. Only at My Mattress. New Horizons Beauty College loves their clients and is rewarding you with amazing deals. This Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, all haircuts are just 99 cents. Save 50% on refills of select products and save 20% on all retail products. So don't miss out on 99-cent haircuts at New Horizons this Thursday through Saturday, February 3rd through February 5th. Call ahead for appointments and product availability at 753-9779. No other coupons or discounts applied. Services performed by students under licensed instructor supervision. Crystal Vision would like to thank their clients for their best year yet. They're grateful for your business and trust. It's a new year, so time for a new look. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, has a frame style you'll love that will set you apart from others. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. Steven, stop dragging your feet. 
don't, don't you give me that look. You've had a bad attitude all day. Now, look, I know you'd rather be with your friends right now, but this has to be done. And either you start cooperating or I'm going to start taking things away from you. And I think you know what that means, don't you, Stephen? Yes, honey, I do. All right. Okay. Watch it. Bigger isn't always better. At Castalite, you'll choose from a huge selection of pavers and receive help from experts. You'll see just how easy it is to do it yourself. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castalite.com. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Uh, Napa Auto Parts, you know, they're locally owned. Five locations from Preston to Providence. Always the best prices on the best parts. How about a 16-ounce can of seafoam motor treatment for only $7.99 or a 50-pound bag of blue heat ice melt for only 10 bucks? Get your Napa know-how at five locations from Preston to Providence. Utah State football, getting some know-how with this uh, recruiting class for USU. And we heard Blake Anderson talking about uh, the, you know, recruiting local, recruiting high school. I should see that was a, a focus there. Uh, in contrast to last year where there was a big emphasis on the transfer portal. Um, but um, it, what about specifically... There were some, some local athletes here, as we mentioned. Some are, are scholarship offers. Some are preferred walk-ons. Uh, is there an emphasis in recruiting in Cache Valley? You know, some guys, you're looking at the athletic ability, what they bring to the table on the field. Obviously, guys, we have the best players we can have. we we got to get the best athletes that we can find. But we also always take into account, you know, what kind of team players are you going to be, what kind of characters you're going to bring, What's he going to add to the locker room? We, we, we want athletic ability on the field, but culture and environment are such a big part of, of being able to be successful uh, on a yearly basis, be, to be good in, in, in tight situations when adversity hits. So each guy is different. Some of them bring you know, phenomenal athletic ability to the table. Some of them bring just culture and environment and leadership to the table. You get all those things in one guy, then to me, you, you, you've done it right. Uh, so uh, – you know, we don't really we don't really look at recruiting as in terms of well he is a he is a Logan guy or he is a Salt Lake guy. We just look hey he's a he's a Utah guy. He's an in-state guy. We want as many in-state guys as we can find that we feel like make us better. And when you got some right here in the valley, that's that's you know to me that's icing on the cake. And we're able to find a few of those guys that fit us this year. And I think it also speaks volumes to just the overall level of play and the, the level of talent in the state of Utah. It, it's not just Utah, BYU, Utah State recruiting here in the state. Utah's, the Utah State's competing against the Utes and the Cougars. There are other main major programs coming into the state of Utah to recruit the top talent. It's, it's getting more and more competitive, and we're seeing that there is a great uh, class uh, of, of athlete that's coming out of the state of Utah as football is becoming a better and better sport with with more impactful players all the time. And he um, had some more context about recruiting uh, in Utah. Where last year, look, he came into it and he didn't have a lot of time. And so it was, who do you know? Who are you connected with? Let's let's get our a class together here. <laughs> what transfers can we convince to come here? This year he had a full recruiting cycle and got to spend a lot of time in the state. It's interesting to hear him talk about that and about recruiting to the unique nature of the culture here in Cache Valley. 
uh, and, uh, and with this community. So a lot more from Coach Anderson, really good stuff. Uh, he addressed the questions a lot of us have had about Xavier Williams and his health. Sounds great. Looks like he was a great prospect out of high school, but didn't really work out that much in Alabama. How is he healthy? How will he help the team? Really interesting to hear him. That's coming up next hour, so stick around. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Yesterday, former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL, the Denver Broncos, New York Giants, and his former team, the Dolphins. The lawsuit claims the Giants already decided on hiring Brian Dable prior to the team's interview with Flores. That would mean the Giants just interviewed him to satisfy the Rooney rule. Then there are the Miami allegations. Flores claims the Dolphins owner Stephen Ross offered him $100,000 for every loss in 2019. That's right, every Every loss. Not a good look for the league that has gone all in on legal sports gambling. The whole situation is still very new, and we've only heard one side of the story. But if these reports do turn out to be true, the lawsuit has the potential to shed some light on the dark side of the NFL. It's a good thing, because for years, we've had the suspicions about the hiring processes. Flora's story could help us fix that, but it shouldn't have taken this long. This conversation's long overdue. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Callaway's Chrome Soft isn't just better for the better players, it's better for everyone. Starting with our best-selling regular Chrome Soft, golfers get better feel, more distance, and incredible forgiveness. For better players looking for workability, Chrome Soft X gives you excellent spin consistency and tour-level greenside control. And finally, Chrome Soft XLS delivers lower spin on longer shots, firmer feel, yet high spin around the greens. Learn more, find your golf ball today at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. Hey, it's me, your dream. What happened, man? We used to be tight. I say it's time we get back together. You and me, your dream, live in the van life in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could start a business or build a log cabin. Whatever you want. It's a Mercedes-Benz van, so it's chock full of innovative safety features. All I'm saying is don't forget about me. I, I mean, I am your lifelong dream. So what do you say? Let's head to the Mercedes-Benz Vans dealership and get the... Winter weather means your car is working harder. Get the parts to make your car run its best from your locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores. Receive a $20 rebate on the purchase of any Napa Legend battery. A 16-ounce can of seafoam mortar treatment, $7.99. A gate mouth tool bag, $5.99. And stock up on Blue Heat Ice Melt, 50-pound bag, $10. Always the best prices on the best parts at your five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. Advanced Heating and AC, the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah, is teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you with the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and AC and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272. Stop by their showroom west of DI. Online, advancedheating-ac.com. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and online at 1069thefan.com. We are Fox Sports! And here's what you need to know. 
Washington NFL team will be known as the Commanders. The Vikings interviewed Jim Harbaugh in person for their head coach opening. The Bears' new defensive coordinator is Allen Williams, who was the Colts' defensive backs coach. Chicago's new head coach is also from the Colts. The Bills' new quarterbacks coach is due to be Joe Brady, ex of Carolina and LSU. Denver's new offensive coordinator is Justin Outen from Green Bay. The Pro Bowl is this Sunday in Las Vegas. There will be no kickoffs in the exhibition. In the NHL, they've got a Saturday All-Star game in Vegas, but Washington Caps star Alex Ovechkin tested positive for COVID. He won't be there. He'll miss tonight's home game against Edmonton as well. U.S. men's soccer has a World Cup qualifier against last place Honduras. Pre-game on FS1 right now. The game's in St. Paul, Minnesota. Due to be three degrees at kickoff, it'll be the coldest U.S. home game ever. I'm Steve DeSager. A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Uh-oh. Stockton on the three. The high schools. Also's going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. Beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on a Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in, being part of the show. 106.9 The Fan on FM 1390 on the AM 1069thefan.com, which we can stream the show there, find our old shows, our podcasts, old interviews, and Coach Blake Anderson's press conference availability in its entirety from earlier today. Or even if you're listening to us on the 1069 The Fan mobile app, use that in your connected car. So you can listen to us wherever you may go. And uh, the phone lines. Uh, are open if you want to call in, but uh, the text line is also open, 435-339-0321. If you want to chime in, talking a lot about the recruiting day today for Utah State football. We'll also get into uh, uh, basketball, the nice win last night over Air Force, and just how this team is playing right now, their last three games. It's it's like, I don't, know, I don't want to say it's night and day because they were competitive in their losses, but it just didn't have that connectivity that we saw earlier in the season. They're back to it, and they're having fun, and wow, we see the results of that. So we'll we'll hear from Coach Odom and from some of the players uh, about that game, about that win. Um, but uh, if you want to chime in on it, feel free. In the meantime, before we get to it, in fact, we've got a text 5253 wanting to weigh in about basketball. I was at the game last night and previously attended the game against Wyoming. I saw two different home teams between those two games. No hero ball. Didn't wait to get going. Four players with double-digit points. Incredible turnaround and not much time. Credit to our boys and definitely credit to Coach Odom. I totally agree. I don't 
I don't want to say it's totally night and day, but there are some big differences. And uh, w- one of those is just the, the ball movement and that you have multiple contributors, multiple guys that are, are, are chipping in. I think for a stretch there, maybe there was a, a, a focus to lean on Bean to carry the team. But uh, that, that stretch of games, which was against the top talent, the top teams in the conference, uh, right now, look, the top teams in the conference right now, Boise State, Wyoming, Colorado State, San Diego State, Fresno State. And Utah State struggled against all of those teams. Except for the Aggies did beat the Aztecs. But uh, now they've played Nevada and Air Force. They beat the Aztecs. They're starting to get some rhythm. They had a little bit of a break there, and I think it was as much uh, an opportunity for a mental break as much as it was for a physical one and a team to get back to some basics. And we'll, we'll hear Coach Odom and the players uh, address that and uh, what really helped them get going. But um, really exciting to see how well this, this team is, is dialed in right now. You had uh, you know, four guys in double digits. Uh, Brandon Horvath flirting with the triple-double. Great game for, uh, for the Aggies last night. Uh, 4-2-6-0. Mason Falslove was a huge recruiting win for the Aggies. Riley Nelson and Connor Mance were huge losses. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, there have been some notable athletes uh, in, in different kind of sports that chose to stay, and there have been a few who have chosen to leave. So you, you win some, you lose some. But uh, Mason Falslove originally was a big loss, but that has been flipped, and now he's deciding to come to Utah State in the end. 5080. I was wrong about Max. He has become a real contributor and a real good team player. Love to see the transition uh, in this kid. Uh, yeah, Max Schulga. Um, you know, he uh, look last night. He didn't didn't score a whole lot. He was uh, he was on the court. Uh, I think he was helping his team in, in certain ways. Um, Sixteen minutes off the bench. I think having his his role is going to be diminished a little bit with Ryland Jones coming back from injury. That that changes up rotations. That changes up you know who's handling the ball and responsible for what. But uh, I think Shulga, I think he does have upside, and I think he does have potential uh, for Utah State. And uh, he'll he'll get there. He'll get there. Uh, Two six zero three. The fouls in last night's game was comical. Uh, again, it's the inconsistency night to night. In the Mountain West, it just it blows my mind. And I don't know. I know this has been a problem in the NBA, where there have been not only have teams had issues with COVID and players out and in, in protocols, it's affected referee staffs too. And so they've had to call guys up uh, from uh, the the G League. Uh, people from you know college level have had to kind of move up and fill in spots. And uh, late in the season, we hear about this is somebody who's this is their first game uh, refereeing a game, uh, and so I don't know if that's happening in the Mountain West with their referees that they use. I I can't suspect that it's not. I, I it's got to be affecting them just as much as it's affecting teams and others in our community. So that may be part of why there's so much inconsistency game to game with what is and what isn't a foul, what is and what isn't a charge. God, that's the that's the biggest uh, question mark 
night to night anywhere and how that gets interpreted. Uh, 9758, three games in five days is going to be tough on these guys. I, you know, if there was travel involved, I would say absolutely. That would be brutal. But it's it's in Logan. They're home. So when the game's done, you go home. You don't have to get on a bus. You don't have to travel down to Salt Lake to get on a, a plane, fly a couple hours, go to another hotel, uh, and then get to the, the arena the next day for the shoot-around. It's, it's very, very different. So... Three days and five, three games in five days. Yeah, that's kind of short turnaround, but it's not. That's not brutal. That's that's not too tough. I mean, look, you had um, Bean played thirty-seven minutes. He probably could have played fewer minutes, <laughs> but you had a lot of guys coming off the bench, um, and uh, they got some some time. You got to rotate other guys through. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not overly worried about that. Uh, I hope they are able to build a good lead over San Jose on Thursday because they do have a shorter turnaround with UNLV Saturday at 4, and uh, that would have been their third game on the on this stretch here. So hopefully they can continue to do well and create some nice distance between themselves and the Spartans on Thursday to get a little bit more rest and uh, prep for uh, UNLV because that is the toughest of these three teams this week that they play. Uh, if you want to continue to chime in about Utah State basketball, we'll take those uh, texts. Uh, we'll, we'll hear from Coach Odom and, and some of the players here in a moment. But I want to get back to Blake Anderson, National uh, Recruiting Day today for Utah State. Aggies signing 33 scholarship players. I can't think of a time where I have seen that many players signed for uh, for Utah State. Now, I, I know numbers are, are kind of funky these days uh, with the – players getting that extra year because of COVID and players transferring or, or not sticking around. So that, that does affect some things. But one of the things that's also interesting about this year was Coach Anderson and his staff had the opportunity to really get into the state of Utah and recruit the state. Last year, they really didn't have that opportunity. They had a short time frame to put something together who was already kind of in the recruiting process to the to Utah State? Who were the transfers that were available? Who did we know personally? Who had we recruited before that we can flip to come here? So this last year, very different for Coach Anderson and his staff. And so they didn't really spend much time recruiting Utah last year. This year, a very different story. And Blake Anderson talks about how that went and what he learned from recruiting in Utah. You know, I really didn't have a tremendous experience uh, or just amount of experience coming in with Utah. I've been out here twice in terms of recruiting in my career. Both of those look at quarterbacks in the state of Utah. So I haven't been at a school that, you know, Utah and, and this footprint was really uh, a day-to-day part of recruiting for us. So I didn't know exactly what to expect with the high schools, what the ball looked like, how competitive it was, how guys were coached. And I've been really surprised, been really pleasantly surprised at the off-season programs, the the amount of effort and energy put into teaching the guys at this level, the time that the players in the state spend in the off-season and summer with uh, personal trainers and seven-on-seven teams and all that. I just it's it's really good ball. Uh, there's there's a a, a solid. Um, you know, and it changes on year to year, but there's a solid class of guys that are available to us. 
and the other schools in the state. And honestly, unfortunately, to the schools surrounding the state, because everybody's coming in, we're seeing guys from Utah all over the country playing. And, and it seemed like every bowl game I watched, there was another Utah player playing for somebody. So I love the fact that that it's good football. They're coached hard. They're coached all season. And there's a passion for ball. You know, that being said, feel like that on a, on a yearly basis, you feel very comfortable that you can find big bodies on up front on both sides of the ball. And that's where everything starts for us anyway, O-line and D-line. And if you look at this class, I feel like we did a really, really good job of, of closing the gap offensive line-wise. We were way behind in numbers, and we were able to pick up, I think, some really solid players that have great futures uh, on the O-line. And that's not something that every state has to offer. It's not something that, that Arkansas had to offer over the last seven years there. That was a big issue for us, was having to go into everybody else's backyards to find O-line and D-line. We have them here. We're able to get a bunch of them to say yes. And that has been a really pleasant surprise is the ability to find big bodies in the state. Skill players are going to be hit or miss on a yearly basis. We, we picked up a few, uh, you know, each class is going to look different, but I think consistently, if you look over time, there's always been great offensive and defensive linemen. And that is the foundation of being able to win games, close games. And so we, uh, we started there. So I've been really pleased with the footprint. I think DJ T. Oliveira, does an outstanding job here in the state for us. He is the point person on every in-state player, played here, from Salt Lake, has a passion for it, and did a phenomenal job and gets a tremendous amount of credit for his ability to keep us in the fight in the state all across, uh, you know, really uh, the, the players here in the state, whether we're battling BYU, Utah, or guys coming in from out of state. I love that. Yeah, and uh, look, when you look at the list, of, uh, of of linemen offensively and defensively, it's man six four six five, um, you know, you got these big by six two on the defensive line, um, which isn't huge, but it gives that opportunity to be a, a, an edge rusher six three on the defensive end. Um, you've got. Uh, uh, just a bunch of big linemen. Another six foot five offensive lineman. Six four. Just big bodies. Six five defensive end. Six five another offensive lineman. So you if you remember, after Utah State played Boise State and BYU, Blake Anderson made it clear that offensive linemen and big defensive linemen, Utah State has to get bigger in the trenches. They have absolutely rung that bell, and uh, and accomplished that goal. Now, how talented they are, how well they hold their, their position, how well they understand what they're asked to do, that's part of the development in the spring and in the fall, and we'll, we'll see that. But size-wise, at least answering that, uh, that need, they addressed it, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was definitely a focus that they were able to uh, – to hone in on and uh, reap rewards from. Uh, 2603, also did Bryce Radford officially sign? Any other locals sign with the football team? Uh, Bryce Radford did sign. Big offensive lineman from Green Canyon. Uh, he wasn't the only one. Uh, his teammate, uh, also from uh, from Green Canyon, tight end. Uh, now I've got to make sure I find I want to make sure I get it all, all correct. But he signed. Uh, with the Aggies, um, and um, 
So he's uh, uh, yes, uh, Kyle Baker, a six foot four tight end. He's a scholarship player. And then, as far as uh, not scholarship players in this list, but based on what they've posted on social media, a couple other additions: Noah White, who was a running back from Ridgeline, and Will Booth, who uh, played defensive end, uh, was his primary position. Uh, for also from Ridgeline, signing as a preferred walk-on at Utah State. So, uh, if you're talking about local to Cache Valley, those are the ones who uh, who signed and, and they're committing to Utah State. Five six five four. How does this class stack up against the rest of the Mountain West? Good question. So, according to a couple different sites, twenty four seven Sports, notab- most notably, Utah State is ranked as the fourth best. In the Mountain West, and so uh, that's really that's really solid for what Utah State was able to do with this recruiting class, and uh, be considered the fourth best in the Mountain West. And um, yeah, very solid day uh, for the Aggies and what they're able to do. And uh, speaking of which, um, one of the things that uh, has been on a, on my mind and a number of other people's minds is. Some of these wide receivers, these especially the transfers coming to Utah State, and Utah State lost some really, really good wide receivers. 30 touchdowns between three uh, wide receivers that are graduating and leaving. How do you replace that? And uh, looks like may not get it all in one, but they're going to get some high-level talent to help immediately with some of these transfers along with others that are here and already developing in the program. But one of those that have had a big question on him is Xavier Williams. He was a four-star recruit, highly recruited out of Florida, considered one of the best recruits regardless of position when he came out of Florida. Chose to go to Alabama. Played a little bit there. Got in some games. Played in the national championship game. Played in the SEC championship. Played in the college football playoff. And in the championship game. Caught some passes. Then got hurt, struggled to come back from injury, started to see other players developing and getting opportunities ahead of him, eventually deciding he's going to leave Alabama. But how healthy is he? Will he be able to physically help Utah State compete? Coach Anderson addressed that today. Well, I won't really go into it. I'm not a doctor, number one. I know this. He's been completely cleared. He was cleared to go back on the field at Alabama. It took longer than they wanted to to kind of get to the bottom of what was going on with him. They uh, they gave him a full medical release, and and he just had to decide whether or not he wanted to battle the the depth in the room that that they have now at Alabama, or did he want to look for an opportunity where he could kind of stand out? He was a four star uh, signee out of high school, I think number three in the country at the position um, out of high school. So clearly he was a heavily, heavily recruited player coming out of high school. But missing a year is not easy on anybody. Uh, you know, his wide receivers coach, Holman Wiggins, played for me uh, at Mexico. And our conversations were, this guy is going to flourish in y'all's system. Uh, I do think he's making the right choice by kind of fresh start somewhere else in a different system uh, with the talent they have in their room. He was playing for him some. I think he caught a few balls in the national championship game a year ago. Uh, but this season being off the field was tough on him. So he's a little underweight. He's already gained about 10 pounds since he's been here, and he's hungry to get back on the field. Uh, 
Uh, he is completely healthier. We wouldn't have taken him. He's been completely cleared. He hasn't missed a day of workout yet and is excited to, about, I think, uh, what he can do. I think the thing we love about him is his versatility. He can play inside, play outside, all across the field. He's got burst and speed when the ball's in his hands, and he has a tremendous, uh, to me, a tremendous ability, just a knack for finding the ball in the air. A lot of body control is what we saw on tape. And I appreciate the guys at Alabama and helping us. They sent us every every ball that targeted he was targeted with through the course of an entire spring practice. So we had hundreds and hundreds of balls and routes and catches to watch to evaluate him and, and very very quickly decided he made us better. Wow. That's really – I think that's really an interesting answer. Not He's not going to get into what the injury was and how it affected him, but they would not have recruited him if they didn't feel like he could – contribute and help the team and he's been medically cleared he's been practicing or he's been in the weight room he's putting weight on and he's improving and uh, you can hear coach Anderson's really excited about how Xavier Williams is going to help his football team and uh, the assistance that was given from the University of Alabama not just game film but practice film and that's uh, impressive that he was able to get that uh, there was a question about how does Utah State uh, stack up against others and uh, looking at what they where they're ranked, twenty four seven sports they do uh, you know they try to rank and uh, who had the best recruiting class in the country, whatnot. Uh, Texas A and M was listed as number one, and we'll get to some interesting comments about uh, Jimbo Fisher, what he had to say about recruiting and name, image, likeness, and, and transfer portal. But some teams of note: Utah comes in at number thirty eight, uh, Cincinnati, the highest ranked group of five team. At, they're at 42. BYU ranked 56th. Boise State, the highest ranked in the Mountain West, at 60 overall. San Diego State at 68. And Utah State at 77. And so that's kind of where Utah State stacks up compared to some of their peers. Uh, 0366 texting in. Is Caden Cox not a preferred walk-on for USU? Uh, you know, I don't know. I will see what we can find out about what he has uh, decided to do. That's a good question. I will try to find that out. 2603. I heard Williams just really wanted to play in Logan for the Aggies, so he did what needed to be done to get here. Yeah, I I think that uh, the, the proof's in the pudding. What this coaching staff and that wide receiver coaching staff, what they create and what they do. So if you're top-level wide receiver, why wouldn't you want to come to Logan to play for these guys? Because one of the other ones that's very notable is uh, another P5 wide receiver coming to Utah State, and that's uh, uh, Brian Cobbs, six foot two uh, transfer from Maryland, and uh, he's good size, good speed. Coach Anderson talks about what he can bring to that Utah State wide receiver core. A lot of the same conversations now. He's been playing, and, and I think he caught 60, I don't know, 60-some-odd balls in his career there, started, I don't know, 20 games or so for, for those guys. They really did not want him to leave. Uh, when you listen and you talk to people inside the program, those guys are like, man, he is a great teammate. He is a great dude in the locker room, uh, savvy, mature, veteran, hardworking guy. And as you watch tape, he plays inside, he plays outside. So I think we've brought two guys in from Power Fives that give us a tremendous amount of versatility. They could be all over the field. 
I mean, we all know DT and Derek Wright and Brandon Bowen, those guys, those catches, those 30 touchdowns, they all graduated. It may not look the same, so we got to build that productivity across the board and the versatility of both Zay and the versatility of a guy like Brian who's played all across the field, has played in a bunch of Power 5 games, has been in close games and big environments. You know, it may not look the same as it did a year ago, but there may be even some added bonuses that that we're not, you know, aware of quite yet from, from that experience those guys have had. Um, he's got a big frame to him. Both of them do. You know, both of them are in the six-foot range. Brian's probably 205, maybe 210 at this point, only going to get bigger, and has showed the ability to do a lot of different things. So really pleased with both, what both those guys can bring to the room. Uh, that Wide receivers will be just fine next year for Utah State. I know a lot of us were worried after uh, the, the, the players that were, had such fantastic years, Derek Wright, Brandon Bowling, uh, Devin Tompkins leaving. Now, what would that group look like? Well, they're going to be just fine. Uh, besides these transfers, Williams and Cobbs, there's some other young ones coming in. There's already some good ones there who will be back. So Logan Bonner will have some solid targets to throw to, throw to this upcoming year without question. Uh, a few more things I thought I just want to highlight from uh, Coach Anderson about recruiting. Uh, <laughs> other coaches around the country about a weird time now that we're in with name, image, likeness, and things beyond just how will you get used on the field and with our team and how that's affecting recruiting. And then we'll get to uh, Utah State basketball. Nice win last night over Air Force. If you were there, what did you see? What What are you noting are the differences in this team now compared to when they were in that slump where they were competitive, they just couldn't get the victories. What are some of the biggest differences? Coach Odom and some of his players discuss it, and we'll hear from them uh, as well. Coming up on the Full Court Press. Does your employer offer you seven weeks of vacation each year? Do they offer four-day weekends after three 12-hour shifts? If not, you're working at the wrong place. This is Scotty with Homestead Cabinet and Hiram. You heard me right. Seven weeks vacation, four-day weekends, three-day work weeks. Homestead Cabinet and Hiram is the place to be. We need good hard workers who are humble and curious to work in one of the most technologically advanced shops in the nation. If this is you, go to homesteadcabinet.net slash careers and apply today. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10 is tasty and quick. Elements' lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m., visit the elementsrestaurant.com for reservations today. The new year isn't the only thing we're celebrating here at Alpine Home Medical. This year marks our 25th anniversary, and we could be happier to serve you. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. If you haven't shopped with us, we'd love for you to make us your one-stop shop for any of your home medical needs. They're always changing, so please don't hesitate to stop by any of our 10 locations throughout Utah and southern Idaho. Or online at alpinehomemedical.com. 
Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here. AJ Salveson has the night off. He's got other duties. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in on National Recruiting Day for college football. Nice win last night for the Aggies in basketball as well, taking care of Air Force. Another double-digit blowout victory for the Aggies. This is becoming commonplace over the last three. Uh, Got another game tomorrow with San Jose State coming into town. Not to be overlooked, but a team definitely not playing very well. Tim Miles hasn't really caught on there just yet. Maybe doesn't have the right talent. I don't know. I was a big fan of Tim Miles and... Uh, he's having a hard time at San Jose. Uh, then UNLV Saturday afternoon. So remember, the San Jose Gate, San Jose State game is a makeup game. So if you have your tickets from when they were originally supposed to come play in Logan, use those tickets tomorrow night. So just remember that. Uh, 435-339-0321 to join in on the Guild Mortgage text line. Before we do that, just want to remind you about Valvoline Instant Oil Change where the you know the cold weather it can be brutal on your vehicle, so take time to take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change. It doesn't take a lot of time because they're quick, they're clean, it's easy to get in and out, and it's really how it should be when it comes to your oil change for your vehicle. So stop in today, 695 North Main in Logan, serviced by trained professionals. Uh, going to the text line, 2305. Uh, what year is a quarterback who transferred from Wyoming to USU, and why do you think he wanted to come to USU? Really, really good question. Uh, let's get to that. I'll, I'll tell you what year he is, and then let's hear from Coach uh, Coach Anderson himself explain why and how Levi Williams uh, chose to come to Logan. So Levi Williams, he's a six foot five, two hundred twenty five sophomore. Uh, coming to Utah State, who uh, filled in and became the starter at Wyoming, had some good games. He looked great in Logan. Uh, he had games where he wasn't really that consistent, but he looked great in their bowl game. He was the MVP of their bowl game. And he played in six games in 2020. Five of those were starts. Um, he uh, played in, uh, where is it? He he had uh, he played in 18 games this uh, in the entirety of his time at Wyoming. He's um, considered a four-year transfer. Spent three seasons at Wyoming, so he has a couple seasons still left to play in Logan. And uh, this is what Blake Anderson had to say uh, about Levi Williams and com- com- uh, convincing him to come to Logan, and what that was going to look like as, uh, as Logan Bonner was gonna be the starter that was known they were very transparent about that you know it was it was we were very very open with him uh he saw what coop did in the bowl game i mean he watched the game he saw obviously up close 
what Bonner's capable of. We didn't make any any promises other than the opportunity to compete. Uh, we we he knows that Bonner's coming back for another year. He's going to get every opportunity to compete for the job. Uh, he's got three years left to play, and, and so I think the system, the environment. Um, doesn't hurt that his fiance plays for our volleyball team, and and uh, I think she may be the boss of the household, and and he loved the opportunity to be here and finish up with her. So he came in with his eyes completely open, uh, expects to have to battle and compete and earn everything he gets, and, and and really go from there. But he was comfortable with that. So where we, he fits us really well physically, the ability to run, the ability to throw with power, super super smart football IQ. Um, like I said before, we didn't really want pieces of the lead, but when he chose to leave, then we wanted to be aggressive. And we thought this was a guy we could not pass on. Really happy with the young guys that we signed as well. Chase and, and Bish both bring unbelievable tools to the table, but they're going to probably need time to develop. And we felt like Levi was, was the right decision for right now for what the room needed. And, and I think he would tell you he understands completely what he's up against. There you go. There you have it. Very interesting. Uh, but uh, why he wanted to come here. Coach Bowl uh, doesn't really – I mean, I'd have a hard time playing for Coach Bowl, especially if you like offense and being a quarterback who likes to sling the ball around a little bit and being able to do some things. Coach Bowles definitely a defensive-minded guy, loves to run the ball, pound it, chew up clock, and that would be tough to be a quarterback. Uh, five three three eight. As I predicted, Aggie basketball is getting back on track. I think it's directly attributable to the bean eye patch. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Although it uh, it started before the bean eye patch, but it might have some magic in it. Who knows? Uh, eight three six zero on USU basketball. I've noticed that the off ball movement has improved a ton. I think that has helped the offensive woes. Uh, do you think Ashworth is setting into the main point guard role? Over Rylan Jones? Um, no, I, I, I don't. I, I like how Ashworth has come into his own. Initially, he struggled being inserted into the starting lineup, but he's he's we uh, has kind of uh, evolved into that role. But I don't know that he steals that from Rylan Jones. Um, look, he Ashworth had six assists, ten points. He played great. Two boards. Rylan Jones. Uh, by comparison, five points, one assist, three rebounds. But uh, I, I think it's – I still think that Rylan Jones is the starter. But, look, if he starts playing starter minutes and things start to slow down and and the team ball movement's not there again, maybe it's a permanent change. I, I don't – not really sure. Um, but, uh, actually, let's, let's get to – since you brought it up, Coach Ryan Odom talked a little bit about um, about his team uh, and uh, about how this was a very balanced effort last night, and it was a balanced attack. And that's kind of what we've seen these last couple of games and what's really helped this team move forward and really have some success. It was working really well earlier in the year in the non-conference schedule, and they started to get away from it a little bit. Now they're back. The balance, yeah, the balance is huge. And I think, again, tonight, you know, uh, you know, a ton of contributors. And I think it just speaks to our guys' willingness to share it. You know, they, they, 
the open guy is the go-to guy, and they're 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 trying to search and find the best shot that they can get on offense. And you know, I thought Air Force did a nice job at times of, of you know their switching is really hard to play against. It's not easy, um, you know, to go against that style of defense. And uh, I thought our guys did a nice job. And then also with Rylan Jones himself, he spoke with the media afterwards, and you heard it on KVNU Aggie Call. But Rylan Jones talked about his health and being away from the game for a little while and trying to get back into things. Uh, yeah, no, I felt pretty good. Uh, my conditioning is down a little bit. Uh, it was a long week and a half, two weeks, where I didn't really get to do much exercise. Uh, so, yeah, I felt the conditioning a little bit. But in the second half, I kind of caught my second wind and started to feel better. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm just – Extremely grateful to be out there again, just playing basketball, playing the game I love with the teammates I love who are playing very well right now, and I just wanted to come in and contribute. 435-339-0321. If you want to weigh in about that game last night, if you want to talk about Aggie football recruiting and uh, interesting stories about national recruiting, we'll get into that in just a moment. But um, nice win for Utah State over Air Force, 73-46. to Uh, Horvath had 17 points. Bean had 17 points. Uh, Bearstow had 15, Ashworth with 10. And if, if anything, over the stretch, while it's it's rough to lose players and have them out, especially if they're star, starters or key rotation guys, it does force other guys to step up and play important roles. Sometimes that can be tough if they're not physically able, mentally ready, whatever, emotionally ready, but uh, when they seize the opportunity and take advantage of it, it can yield huge dividends. Because then when you get guys back, you've got more arrows in your quiver. Barstow has really come along, and that's been awesome. Ashworth is playing a, a bigger role and playing an important role. And I think even Edelrock has played better with how he's attacking the basket and helping his teammates. And uh, now that you get Ryland Jones back, another veteran player on the court. Shulga got to play some extended minutes and opportunities with, with other key guys. Those are great for Utah State in developing confidence and preparing them uh, for what's upcoming. Uh, I was a little surprised with Dorius. I mean, I, we talked about the fouls in this game, but seven minutes and five fouls. Now, he wasn't on the court for very long and couldn't stay on the court for very long, um, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that continues to play out. Uh, but we do need to take a timeout. We want to hear more from the coaches. And uh, i got to play this clip for you. About It includes some from Blake Anderson, but you also hear from uh, Jimbo Fisher, Lane Kiffin, and Nick Saban on this National Letter of Intent signing day. And uh, their varying different opinions about uh, name image likeness and the transfer portal <laughs> and one of these coaches calling out the others. We'll hear that coming up on the Full Court Press. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. 
What do Valentine's Day and Jarek's have in common? They're both all about the romance. Jarek's Fine Jewelry has a great selection of men's and women's watches, earrings, bracelets, necklaces, and yes, engagement rings. Don't sweat it out worrying about where to get the perfect gift. Just come to Jarek's. Through Valentine's with any purchase, receive a forever metal rose handcrafted by metal petals. Valentine's Day and Jarek's, they're both all about the romance. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Imagine the other team has an ace in their starting lineup. He's fast, relentless, and his field goal percentage is 73%. What's your team's defensive strategy against a player like that? Well, that player is ransomware, and in 2020, 73% of ransomware attackers succeeded in holding their victims' data hostage. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Yeah, we feel like that's our identity, you know, really passing the ball. I feel like in that little stretch, we just trying to create for ourselves a little bit too much and we watch film on it and we're trying we're kind of getting back to that so got to keep it going that was Brandon Horvath after the game last night and uh, yeah as was mentioned not as much hero ball going on right now team getting back to their identity a lot of passing the ball around uh in fact uh Rylan Jones he echoed that too about uh, getting back to the Aggie identity, about what's made them successful this year. I was not there for those film sessions when they talked about getting back to our identity of passing the ball and creating for each other and moving the ball as faster than the defense can move. And, you know, obviously it was evident in those games versus uh, San Diego State and Nevada. And, you know, I just wanted to come in and just do what they had been doing and just try to help as where I could help and just try to continue what they're already doing. And, you know, that's... I would just hopefully do that. Uh, that's Ryland Jones. Good to see him back after an extended time away because of concussion protocol. Uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in. 9315 texts in on the Guild Mortgage text line. What are your thoughts on USU's amazing Ken Palm rating? So right now, just pulled this up, Utah State in Ken Pomeroy's ranking is at 33. That puts them at the third highest in the Mountain West. Boise State's at a 29. San Diego State's at a 32. Uh, Fresno State's at 47. Colorado State's at 50. And then Wyoming at 53. So those top six teams in the Mountain West doing very well in those rankings. In the net, uh, there was some movement after last night's games. Boise State stays at 31 as a top team in the net. Wyoming's at 34. Interesting, the comparisons between the two. Uh, Colorado State's at 38. Utah State has moved all the way up to 44 in the latest net rankings. San Diego State's at 46, and Fresno State is at 57. So six teams in the top 60. 
very impressive. Very, very tough Mountain West conference right now. Uh, look, today was National Signing Day for college football. And it is a different era with not just transfers, and that is certainly ramped up, but now also name image likeness. It provides additional opportunities and considerations when deciding where to ultimately sign and where you decide to commit. And Coach Anderson addressed that today, basically saying it really wasn't a part of the conversation, but it absolutely got Jimbo Fisher fired up, and he fired shots at some other coaches in the SEC. And then we'll hear from them because we know who he's talking about. He's talking about Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss and Nick Saban at Alabama. And we'll hear from all of those guys in this clip as coaches react to name image likeness and how it's affecting recruiting. Honestly, very little. Uh, very little. It, it was um, – I mean, we definitely talk about the fact that we do have a handful of guys that, that have NIL contracts. Uh, some of them have several different things, but was not asked one direct question uh, about NIL in the process of recruiting, and I was honestly surprised that I wasn't. Uh, we did cover it. Uh, it did come up in conversation with some parents and, uh, you know, sitting at the lunch table or dinner table with a few, but was never directly approached by an athlete or a family about their opportunities in terms of NIL. And, and that was actually a little bit of a surprise. Uh, but it could, because it is part of the, it is part of the culture now in college football. And it's something that definitely uh, we have to deal with, but um but that's gonna that's gonna be an ongoing um, evolution, I think, for all of us to to kind of see what 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 that's gonna look like a year from now and how it's gonna continue to unfold. A lot of money is being spent, and just your here's what I'm gonna say, and this is point blank. This is point blank to the because here's 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 my problem. There is no thirty million dollar fund. There is no five million. There is no ten. This is garbage. Okay, and it does. It pisses me off that people and here it comes from a site called Bro Bible by a guy named Slice Bread. Then everybody runs with it. So it's written on the internet as gospel. How irresponsible is that? And then to have coaches in our league and across this league to say it, clown acts. All right? Irresponsible as hell. Multiple coaches in our league. And the guys griping about NIL, griping about transfer portal, using it the most and bragging about it the most. That's the ironic part. You want character? I'll trust, I'll take it with any of y'all. It's a joke. It does piss me off. The other thing. When you look at, at, at vice president, I get another one. Vice president of Notre Dame. Supposed to be a reputable university, right? That's a heck of a person leading a reputable university. I'd be real proud if I hired that guy. Read it off sliced bread. It's funny. When Nick Saban said his, his quarterback got an $800,000 deal, it was wonderful. Now it ain't wonderful no more, huh? But ours, at, ours we ain't got that. Ours are on record what comes up. We ain't doing all them big deals. There ain't none on our place that we know of. That's funny when you do it. The hypocrisy is a joke. It's an absolute joke, and it's insulting to, uh, to our staff, how hard we work, to how we do things, and it's insulting to Texas A&M because there ain't a better place to go to school and play ball. We don't like it. We're coming on. Get used to it. All right? We ain't going nowhere. It, it, it's, it's an absolute joke that people put the hard work in and do it. It's irresponsible, but it's funny when they get it, it's all okay. Ball games are changing, man. It ain't because of NIL. And what goes on? It's pretty irresponsible of all of them. They're clowns. 
go next week. If they week. got a problem with it, come see me. I ain't a hard guy to find. I think people really say it this way, but let's not make a mistake. I mean, we have free agency in college football. And the kids a lot of times go to where they're going to get paid the most. So no one else is saying that maybe, but, you know, the kids say this is what I'm getting here for NIL, you know. And so what we really have, it is what it is, you know. Free agency has been created in college football. You know, I can go, except you can't lock people into a contract. You know, they can go at any time. So it's a new world that we're in, you know, and sometimes they want to come to you and say, hey, I'm, I get this much money if I go there. So this is just a whole, whole new thing to deal with. So that was Lane Kiffin. The next is Nick Saban. Well, you know, I, 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 there's a lot of different views and a lot of different takes on this, but um, I think there's some unintended consequences of some of the things that have occurred. Um, you know, I think name, image, and likeness is great for players. They've always been able to work. They've always been a- able to make money. So uh, now that they can use their name, image, and likeness, it's just a, a better way for them to do it. I think when you start adding that to whether you try to make a deal with a guy with a transfer portal to go to another school, that's probably not a great thing. I think if we use this to entice players to pick a school, uh, I don't think that's a great thing. I think, you know, the player should decide where he's going to go to school based on where he can develop best personally, academically, and athletically from a program standpoint, and it shouldn't be about money. Uh, but that it is what it is, and we all have to adapt to it. Uh, I think the, the, the transfer portal, uh, some kind of way we got to come up with a counter. A guy shouldn't be able to leave their team during the season. I mean, that's that's not a good thing. I mean, I grew up in a time where, you know, my dad said, you never quit anything. You know, you got to finish what you start. Uh, you made a commitment to something, you got to finish it. I think, you know, some of the values that we have that we teach guys through athletics, whether it's, you know, uh, making good choices and decisions, uh, having self-discipline to make good choices and decisions, having perseverance and resiliency to overcome adversity, pride in performance, you know, all these things are really uh, values that will help you be successful in your life. Uh, and we have an opportunity and obligation to try to develop those things in players. And that's what coaching is, you know, all about, you know, it's a big part of it. So, um, and I think, you know, sometimes you can change the culture or it makes it more difficult to do that. So there you have it. Interesting comments from Blake Anderson on one's end of the spectrum where it really wasn't an issue with name image likeness. And, I got to think that players that are really pursuing that and interested in that, they're not going to be looking at Utah State anyway. To Jimbo Fisher, who's really fired up, 24-7 Sports listed them as the top recruiting class in the country, and he's defending his team and his coaching staff saying, look, we we got the number one rating despite not getting involved in all this NIL business. So he's he's really getting fired up about Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban. And really kind of calling them clown acts, which I thought was interesting. And Lane talking about free agency. We can't lock them into contracts. But, man, he was was the old portal king, you know, photoshopping his face over the Tiger King guy and putting that all over social media. Nick Saban was earlier bragging about some of his players getting these big six-figure NIL deals, and now all of a sudden, you know, I don't think that's a good thing that we have this. So which way is it, Coach? (sighs) Welcome to 2022. 
we are entering a very weird time and weird era of quote unquote amateur athletics. Uh, it's it's nuts. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. A couple texts coming through on our Gilded Mortgage text line. Uh, this is uh, from two four zero nine. Quick comment on last night's game. Does it bother anybody other than me when the morons underneath the student basket scream and point at the Air Force players calling them names? I think it's fine to chant air ball, those types of things we're calling players who in three years will be defending the country stupid, calling them all kinds of names, holding up signs about how poorly their team plays. I think that's going a little bit too far, especially from guys who are probably be in the mother's basement playing video games during the same time frame. Okay, that's shots fired. Okay, wow. Um, I, I think it's, where do you draw the line, right? It, it's a competitive team. They signed up to play competitive basketball in the Mountain West Conference. Should we have respect for those who are in our armed forces and attending uh, the military academies? Absolutely. Absolutely. But when they're in the middle of a game trying to beat your team, I don't know. I mean, you still do chants and things like that, but going after them personally, yeah, maybe that does cross a bit of a line. Sure. But I don't know. You're there to play a game. You signed up for it. You know what you're getting into. Uh, 9938. I like Jones coming off the bench for USU basketball. Uh, and who knows? Maybe that becomes a, a permanent fixture. I kind of doubt it. But um, we'll see. If he struggles in the starting lineup, maybe he uh, comes off the bench and plays as a role player, as a rotation guy. Uh, 9315, who would be the sliced bread or clown act of the Mountain West? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, speaking of Air Force, I think their coach is a clown act for the uh, football. That's for sure. Uh, can we ask Ajay tomorrow if he is sliced bread? That's a good question. Uh, 6891, I agree with what he said. This is in regards to the Air Force comment. Uh, I don't know. I mean, for me personally, I I think that, look, you sign up to play competitive basketball at, a, at the Division One level in, in college, and just because you are you show up, um, yes, you have a certain level of respect for what you're doing and what you will do, but in the arena of sports, I think it's different. I'm okay with the chants. If you're going to chant against one, you got to chant against all. I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm crass. Maybe I just don't have the same level of respect. I absolutely respect those that are in the armed forces and who choose to do that. But uh, when it comes to a game, yes, you should still respect your opponents, and you don't go low ball. But I think it's fair game. Quick time out here in the full court press, and when we come back, some final thoughts. Does your employer offer you seven weeks of vacation each year? Do they offer four-day weekends after three 12-hour shifts? If not, you're working at the wrong place. This is Scotty with Homestead Cabinet in Hiram. You heard me right. Seven weeks vacation, four-day weekends, three-day work weeks. Homestead Cabinet in Hiram is the place to be. We need good hard workers who are humble and curious to work in one of the most technologically advanced shops in the nation. If this is you, go to homesteadcabinet.net slash careers and apply today. 
Mountain Land RV presents the second annual Cache Valley RV Show on February 3rd, 4th, and 5th at the Cache County Fairgrounds Event Center. Travel trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, new and used will be available to tour inside the event center with special financing available and tons of free prize giveaways. Mountain Land RV will present brands like Keystone Hideout, Primetime Avenger, Bullet Sprinter, and Cherokee Wolfpack toy haulers. Don't miss the biggest outdoor show Cache Valley's ever seen. Mountain Land RV's second annual Cache Valley RV Show February 3rd, 4th, and 5th at the Cache County Fairgrounds Event Center. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. I was just happy to be out there, and I saw Sean just kind of cutting, and I just threw it, and he dunked it, and it was just a great feeling. Like, yeah, it was just like, hey, I'm back out here throwing passes and, you know, helping Sean get a dunk, and, you know, that's all I asked for. That's Ryland Jones on that sweet alley-oop to Sean Bearstill. Great to see him coming along and being aggressive and athletic, going to the hoop. Uh, 2305 texting in as we close up the show. It's interesting in high school, they emphasize for sportsmanship to the officials, to the crowd, and the other team. Soon as college arrives, anything seems to go. I think respect should be considered a little bit higher when you go to college. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I, I, and I... I think it gets to when you're chanting and what you're doing in an arena. I, I've said this before. You can be smart about it. You can be intimidating, but you don't have to be insulting. And so I think that's where some people disagree. What is and what isn't insulting? What's too much and what's not enough? Maybe we'll debate that on another show. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in.